So the, uh, what I refer to as goodwill is uh, a realization and a practice. Mm. To find the source of goodwill is a, uh, a realization and then to extend it is a practice of working through the uh, layers of indifference, impotence, um, feeling frightened or inadequate or negative. The realizing, realization of goodwill means actually to begin to recognize uh, the fundamental benevolence uh, of the human birth. We're in a fortunate uh, birth. Because of the nature of citta taking on this uh, into this human form, we have uh, reflective intelligence, and we can and we can actually refer back to that quality of knowing and awareness, which is a refuge, a safe place, something that never leaves you. And a lot of our practice is just. Uh, Filtering, if you like, awareness from the residues of consciousness, of what consciousness brings in through the ears, the eyes, thinking mind, memory, perceptions, and so forth, um, which get everything activated and uh, painful and uh, enticing and threatening and confusing. There's an awareness. So we can be aware of that. And the pivoting point is to find awareness within all this. Really not really apart from it, but within all this. It's kind of apart from it, but you find it within that. And you find being more and more fully aware and less um, phased or flummoxed by what arises, more and more grounded and able to avoid or put aside the reactivity, uh, uh, fear and uh, uh, impulsiveness of, of the citta, we find you know, we, that, that um, suffering can leave us, it can slide away, <clears throat> it, it runs off us like water off a duck's back. So we have the, the Sabawa Dukkha, which is of two kinds, the Dukkha of, of becoming, which is the, both the Dukkha of physical pain, mental pain or discomfort, disagreeable, and the Dukkha of change, the instability of things, which make us feel we need to hold on, we need to hold on, we need to get certain, we need to get definite, we need to know the future, we need to know who we are, we need to get it sorted out, we need to become solid, and that kind of... Um, uh, and everything is actually not solid. Yeah, so we're struggling against that. 
Yeah. And the sankhata, the sankhata dukkha is the dukkha of trying to make what isn't solid, solid. To make what isn't naturally supportive and agreeable, supportive and agreeable. <laughs> it's that struggle. If we can, you know, find what it takes to let go of that struggle, there is a deep pool of restfulness uh, that we that the chitta can return to and abide in, and get strength from. You know, so this is our return, you know, uh, cleaning, detox, health. It's called the paramatta. Paramatta means one's highest welfare. Uh, parang, highest, utter welfare, meaning, goal, purpose. Uh, but it's really not a goal um, in terms of a target so much as, a, you know, it's a fruition. Now from, so naturally in this state where we are very much afflicted by uh, what consciousness brings in, um, the whole setup of it, uh, the mind loses goodwill because we feel you know, basically unwilling, you know, sometimes desperate, despairing, sometimes overwhelmed and oppressed, sometimes just irritated and tired out by it all, and fed up with it and directly angry with it. <laughs> you know, and then feeling annoyed with ourselves for experiencing all that. You know, as if we, there's somebody here who should be something different. Um, so we can cultivate, so what I mean by goodwill is a little more than just metta, although metta is one of the intentions that can arise as one accesses this quality of primary benevolence, primary sympathy, primary uh, goodwill. And then from that, then we can definitely extend to metta, which is the sense of to nourish and offer uh, happiness to others, uh, karuna, uh, the wish to heal, to protect, to cherish others from harm and ourselves from harm. <coughs> Uh, mudita, that that which enjoys, is able to celebrate and enjoy the goodness in oneself and others. Uh, you know, in the sense of just a, a lightness and a happiness to be in the field of the benevolent and the uh, enjoyable. You know, yeah. And upeka, uh, the ability to extend a sense of uh, trust in change that allows ourselves or another to experience the fluctuating waves of emotion and feeling without getting phased by it. This too will pass. I maintain serenity. These are very powerful intentions. They are immensely, uh, they're really uh, a human gift is to be able to extend these potentials into this uh, turbulent uh, domain. But we do need the strength and resource we can get rather idealistic about these qualities as if we got to pump it out day and night, um, to, particularly to others. Uh, you know, it's an idealistic, and it, yeah, it's a night, you know, as ideals go, it's better than, you know, have the aim to perfect golf or something. 
but it's um, also, um, you know, it's a little bit, perhaps a little bit naive, <clears throat> pragmatic. And so this, when we start to contemplate this refrain to myself as to others, then perhaps we begin to recognize some of the missing pieces in our, in our ideas, in our ideals. Yeah. Do you, you know, how do you practice goodwill? How do you practice kindness, compassion, celebration towards yourself? Throughout it all, through the sickness or the despond or the, yeah, can you do that? Towards your, you know, negativity or cynicism or, you know, bad moods. And it gets a little bit patchy. So operating from the self view, you know, it, it, it's, it can go to a certain extent from the self view, but, uh, you know, I enjoy, you know, helping, uh, offering goodwill to others. I like that. And I'd like to be able to do that. I don't always know what to do to, to do that. Whether it might be misinterpreted or whether one is being fussy or interfering, you know, whether you're mothering people or smothering people or not being adequate or is this the right way to express goodwill or is it being too intrusive or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the self-view, uh, you know, metta and karuna and so forth, uh, and there can be this doubt because, um, you know, the self-view is a very uh, limited uh, foothold. And a sense of self and other is always going to be have a certain amount of un- uncertainty within it and uh, uh, because we just don't know. Uh, so just contemplating the quality of the intention to uh, generate uh, uh, good work to loving kindness and compassion um, as something that you know you feel is a very strong value and where does that strength come from where does the heart gain its strength How does uh, compassion not turn into sorrow? We feel uh, overwhelmed with the suffering uh, of, of others and the seemingly endless uh, per, uh, going on of it, the endless succession of death and terror and disease and abuse and violence and despair and addictions. How do you? You know, how does it continue? How does one sustain that? Well, the fundamental resource comes from entering 
awareness, stabilizing awareness of physical feeling, mental feeling, uh, perceptions, impressions of oneself, impressions of others near or far. You receive a certain impact from that. And we are, rather than reacting to that, opening to that, receiving the impact of uh, perception, for example, other people, mother, father, cousin, brother, sister, partner, animal, dog, pet, public figures, people we find ourselves disliking or liking, receiving the impression of those. Um, impressions of oneself, particular actions one has done, actions that cause pangs of regret or embarrassment, actions that cause um, <laughs> a certain amount of um, warmth or affection. This receiving the impact of all those, these are perceptions. Now, what is it that can uh, open, widen, receive all those impressions? without being shaken by them. Just knowing these are the impressions that arise, perceptions that arise. To know them as that, rather than as actual real entities that exist in space and time. They're impressions, perceptions that arise in the citta from being involved with consciousness. How do they affect you? How does the citta respond to those perceptions and impressions that we keep believing are real people? And yet they flash in and flash out. They're perceptions. They suddenly come running in and they melt and disappear. Isn't that right? Perceptions of yourself are the ones that keep returning. Yeah. And uh, you realize, uh, you know, something that makes them more permanent is when one clings, one clings to them, takes them as a standpoint, takes them as a fixed entity. If you take them that way, they become that way. And the mind that searches for stability in perceptions stabilizes or freezes these experiences. But in awareness, there's no need to freeze because you have that stable base. You can rest in that. And this is the real. You know, if you want to say, you're looking for what's real, it would be that which is most permanently there, wouldn't it? You can't have a reality that's there and sometimes there and sometimes not there. <laughs> so the reality is that which is always present, isn't it? Yeah. So what's always present? It's the basis that's present, that the only thing that can you know, 
maintain all the phenomena depend upon, land upon something that's always present. But we don't notice what's always present, we notice the phenomena. It's like you have a blank sheet of paper and you notice what's written on it. And you notice the doodles and the blots and the sketches. You don't notice the blank sheet of paper, which is still there. But with no paper, those impressions wouldn't be able to land in it, would they? So this we call citta, awareness, this uh, open space, this emptiness that, that in which things get projected by the conscious process. The consciousness is sight, seeing, hearing, touching, tasting, smelling, um, thinking or mental activity, mental impressions. And... Uh, that's what the jitta comes into as we come into that, as it arises within that. We the experiences of I'm in a visual world. I am surrounded by walls, sky, trees, people. That's where I am. That's where I am. And then you open a door and walk outside and oh, I'm in a visual world of sky and cars and traffic and oh, that's where I am. You get on a plane, oh, I'm up in the sky. That's where I am. Now that an airport, oh, I'm in another country, now it's cold. That's where I am. Yeah? Notice how, yeah? So where's the I am? <laughs> that these things happen to. No, so you see that the, the involvement of the citta is with the landscape, the surroundings, the visual surroundings. And there's a kind of sense of I'm in this, but who, what is in this? And you try to find what that is. And you, so, but because consciousness is, has six aspects to it, one or, the, one or two of them are always kind of coming in. So they, they kind of build this up as something that actually has a reality because you have the visual impression, and then you've got a mental synthesis occurs which the mind remembers oh that's Janice or that's Quang you know there's kind of memory an emotional memory comes up with that particular visual impression that gives them solidity doesn't it yeah that's a mental impression that's mental consciousness adding something to it and so the mental consciousness is the thing that generates the quality of permanence through the quality called perception which means everything reminds me of oh it's her again oh it's him again oh that's that again because I there's this memory or perception impression that the current experience refers to the background sense and this is how we establish a kind of solid workable uh, reality in the sense fields. Without it, it would be chaos, wouldn't it? If every day you had to remember what, how to spell or how to speak or how to put your shoes on, <laughs> which you had to when you were a tiny little tot, you had to get those things figured out. But now you know it. And you know how these things work. And you know what things mean. And you know that this particular item is a banana or a bell or something like that you know what to do with it 
So immediately flash, that comes in. That's what the mind does. So in that way we can operate, or the committee is operating in the, in, the, in the sense fields. But that's all you can do in it. <laughs> you can operate in it. <laughs> but that's all you can do in it. You know, sometimes the operating is a very dry word, but you can have fun in it, you can kick it around, you can bathe in it, you can bounce around it, you can laugh in it, cry in it, weep in it, uh, remember it, paint it, all kinds of interesting things in it. Interesting for a while anyway. And then on to the next is the story. And then as the sense faculties fade, uh, then there's less less of the bounce and the fun and the mind consciousness becomes more apparent with its restlessness and its uh, needing to bounce off something, find something, do something. We, hey, we got into a trap here. We bought into something that eventually you're, you're in a very, you're in, in a room that's gradually shrinking, getting smaller uh, and less interesting. How do you get out? How do you make it more comfortable? How do you get out? Oh, yeah. You know, is it the case by the time you're about 25 or so, you've more or less done the uh, the fun stuff? You know, you can do it again for a while. Play another song, dance another dance, uh, have another thought, learn something. But you kind of, you've got the basic, you know the potentials are there. And you know also that every one of those is going to take energy and it will last for a while and then fade out. And then you need another one. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that so? Now, when and as the aging process goes on, the energy to keep all that going, you're really left with the residues of the effects of doing that. The mind is searching, wanting, feeling unsupported, needing something to support it. And physically the same thing. Eventually you're kind of walking around on sticks, wheelchairs, pills, tubes, bonk and then eventually all that goes <laughs> so you know and you know something that we do learn within all this yeah, is we do, do learn to relinquish a few things. We do learn to uh, be more careful. We do learn to share. We do learn the joy of uh, not just clinging to consciousness, but trying to you know affect something benevolent. That instead of just reacting to it, we can feel the problem and we think just pause. Okay, let's work together. We can get through this. Yeah. Uh, we can feel the sense of acquisition of something pleasant. Think, well, why don't I share it? Or do I really need this? We have, we recognise, we do have the wisdom faculty. 
And this, of course, is our, is our, this is the blessing. This is the key that you get as you get born. You get the conundrum, the riddle, and you get the answer, the key. The key is wisdom. You turn the key of wisdom, you come into, I could be aware of all this, otherwise I wouldn't be wise. If there was no way of pausing, acknowledging, reflecting, you reflect in because of a potential to just receive an impression and not react to it. Mm -hmm. And then you can wisely decide what determine. This is very important daily practice to have that pausing, reflecting, determining. And we begin to, as we meditate and cultivate, more or less every, everyone begins to, by themselves, recognize, well, one thing I can rely on, I want to be able to do some good, you know, bring forth something good for myself. Yeah, absolutely. That's something I will never regret, no matter what else happens. Uh, dana, generosity, kindness, goodwill, somehow human beings want to extend beyond just the grasping, you know, of, of what the sense consciousness brings up. Uh, and that's the blessing. You know, there's the edge of it, and you dwell in that, and linger in that, and penetrate that, and deepen it, and you come to that strengthening and deepening the quality of awareness itself. Yeah. And as awareness arises from its strength, from its reference point, into the ph- phenomenal world, the response is, rather than reaction, the response is goodwill. How can I? Yeah, how can I soften the pain of others, or protect, cherish, look after, enjoy, support this this charita, this uh, this uh, chetana, this volition arises, the arising of goodwill from accessing awareness, from accessing that point whereby we're no longer reacting. Uh, and as you deepen and strengthen into that mm, this quality of the intention of goodwill is a natural uh, response a natural arising mm. and as you in terms of uh, uh, our daily practice you know this is something we should never have doubt about the fact of it what to do with it can be a source of uncertainty. But the Buddha himself said, you know, that someone can drag somebody else out of the mud without dragging themselves out of the mud first. This is impossible. <laughs> you know, you know if, if, you're, if you're drowning, the idea of dragging, helping a drowning person, no. Get your feet on, on dry land, then you can help them. Yeah, get your life raft. Get on your life raft. Then you can help them. Uh, the idea that you can help others before you uh, have helped yourself is is not uh, pragmatic. Even on those airplane security uh, safety checks, you know, they say put your own oxygen mask on before you put the other person on. They've got a little kid sitting next to you, and you put your own on, then you put the kids on. 
you know, clearly they've understood the teachings. <laughs> yeah, and so what we do in a retreat is really, you know, slowing down the process, perhaps, or deepening the process of the arising of goodwill. You know, that, that interest in it. If you have heart, if you refer to heart, the nature of heart as a quality of, of, of expression of citta, it's, a, it's, the, it's the expression of awareness, you could say. You know? Awareness is just the fundamental reality and citta and heart is the first expression of it. It speaks in terms of something that wishes to reach out and embrace and cover everything include everything that's its that's its fundamental intention you know is to just include yeah to not push away to not separate from uh, this is because this is the nature of awareness is non-separative it's it's non-dualistic so the expression is an expression of non-dualism or an expression of mutuality expression of sympathy expression of Resonance, you know. I want to be, feel you, sense you, uh, you know, include, not, you know. Uh, and that, that's a fundamental expression. But, you know, the nature of, of human mind is that, um, you know, there are, there are many obstructions to that process, for that process to come into actuality. That's the, that's the intention, but then there's the uncertainties, the fears, the dullness, the negativities, uh, the wavering, um, the reactivities that occur. And these are what we're clearing, this layer of karmic field, karmic web, uh, whereby one feels oppressed, drowning, struggling, uh, uh, unable. Mm-hmm. Afflicted by jealousy or negativity, uh, very difficult. Mm. Mm. Feeling impotent or depressed, very difficult. Feeling anxious, guilty, regretful, very difficult. So these are the the um, karmic accumulations from either what one has done or what other people have done to you. It's important to recognise those two aspects of how uh, these these this web gets, this, this stuff gets planted. People often take it all very personally. And then you get into a guilt thing. I've done, because I'm like this, because I've done all these bad things in previous life or something or the other. Well, <laughs> where does that leave you? Most usefully, because I'm a human being, I'm capable of clearing whatever has been done. <laughs> That's better. Because of the nature of jitta and the nature of, uh, of the, the embracing mind, there's a potential to not get caught in any of this, to not let this cramp my awareness. That's better way of looking at it. Yeah, we may indeed have done all kinds of stupid things and we may indeed have been affected, conditioned, um, 
gone along with uh, the unskillful actions of others. And those have all impaired our awareness, but or our but um, or the extent of our awareness has been limited. Now we notice those limitations and we begin to lean against them. It's like just using the weight of your breath. Just using the weight of your stability, stability. just using the weight of your goodwill, your sense of not being bowed by the doubt the fear, the negativity, the sense of impotence. These are perceptions and formations. They're embedded, but they are perceptions and they're as real and as solid as one's inability to embrace them. My embrace means you don't necessarily like or favour, but you say, I, I, do, I do not reject, I do not uh, tense up about this, I let my awareness flood that experience with a sense of compassion, goodwill, serenity, and so forth. Whatever has been done, whatever I feel I've done or not done or not been or have been or could be or has been done to me, I'm aware of of that and the painful Vedana, the painful feeling, disagreeable perception and I do not let that uh, cause my awareness to retract or move away or get flustered or prevaricate or justify or proliferate around. Just aware of the, the unpleasant, disagreeable, conflicted states. I breathe through them. I breathe into them. May this be well. May this heart be well. May this being be well. May this experience unfold so I can return to this uh, untrammeled state so this then is uh, you know goodwill in its fundamental state is a way of returning to awareness it comes from awareness because we have a position a realization yeah we have this potential that is layered over by layers of the conscious experience. It's still there. It's like the page underneath the writing. It's still there, but the writing is very dense and and uh, the words are very strong and inflammatory or poignant. The page underneath it, there is that. It's always there what's always there. That's your returning, your refuge point, and then to arise from that into the experience of manifestation. Manifestation means any quality that's perceived, seen, inferred, imagined, 
as being past, future, present, oneself or others, uh, near or far, fantasy, horror, uh, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, you rise. You have to, to to rise to that, rather than trying to find a way somewhere it doesn't happen. Yeah. Of course, you know, before we can do that, we do have to find that empty state, that refuge place that gives us the strength. This is what you're. This is what you are. This is your home base. There's nothing else you need to be, really. There's nothing else you can be. Everything else is going to shift and change. It always has done. Some people will like you, some people will not like you, some people understand, some people won't understand, and so forth. It's the way it's always been. There's nothing you can do to get out of that. That is the plot. That's the script for everyone. So don't get struggling with that. Come from awareness and then bring forth from that that confidence, that strength to wish to offer goodness. Uh, non non affliction, non violence, uh, non lamentation, joyfulness into this realm manifestation experience, and the first level you've got to work through is the layers around your own heart and your own, and you can feel these in your body because there's the bodily embodied awareness uh, gives you some of that uh, palpable uh, strength and a sense of a domain. Oh yeah, I can I can sense this as a as a this isn't just an idea in my mind. This is something that's got a certain energetic presence to it. I can feel a sense of a center, a periphery, uh, a quality there. It's not a sensation. Yeah. Uh, a certain light, liveness, uh, and groundedness. The, the very basis of embodiment. And that is also the basis of the mental uh, domain. The consciousness is all come, the six-fold sense consciousness arises from this embodied domain. Because that's how we got it in the first place. <laughs> You know, when we came into being a body, you know, when we arose in the womb, that's when we got it. That's when we got the seed of it. And as you arose from the womb into the sense realm, it all unfolded. Yeah, from that seed, the whole thing unfolded into seeing, touching, and eventually a bit of thinking coming in. But the sense fields unfolded like an oak tree coming out of an acorn it's unfolded but the seed was planted in conception this is when embodiment began in conception when you came into being a body before you had hair and teeth and legs you came in there and that level is still there when you're not a person, 
when the visual world disappears, that is still there. Yeah. It's a primary energy of embodiment. It seems as if, who knows, you know, this is what Jitta had to learn. So it came through birth after birth into this again. And again, thing unfolds. Here's the riddle. Yeah, here's the riddle. Can you work this one out? And you fumble, 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 fumble bang, bang. Oh, oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> you know, how many years of that? <laughs> and then, okay, you fold it all up again. Try again. <laughs> Here's another one. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> uh, I think I learned a few things. Good. Okay, I'll try again. You know? And... Uh, can you see what's always there? Can you remember what's always You can't see it with your eyes. You can't think it with a thought. It's not an object of sense of consciousness. It's the subject <laughs> that consciousness lands on, consciousness unfolds from. The very core of consciousness is awareness. And these sense fields unfold from that. And uh, but there's still within any sense field still contains that germ, the essence of the ability to to notice, to apprehend, to be moved. Oh. And the first signal is perhaps we don't even recognise it any because it's so much a normal signal. Oh, this is me, and that's that. This is me, and that's that. That's the first action of consciousness, to differentiate. This is the me bit, that's... This is me. That's the first action. Me, it. I'm here, I see that. Um, Me, it. So that's the first split, or differentiation. And naturally, the me becomes the solid fixed position that moves around in a world of changing its, thems, theys, us, yeah? Trying to find a we in it. (laughs) And where does the we occur? When the me softens, opens, lessens its me-ness, it becomes more just Yeah, how's it for you? Yeah, how's that? Yeah, and the less the me occurs, the differentiations get lessened, the divisions get lessened, the conflicts gets lessened, the heart gets bigger, grander, and then eventually you don't really need to keep that differentiation so intense, so self-conscious, so agonised, so desperate. It's just softer. Yeah. And then, yeah, that, that's interesting. The most solid piece of my reality, me, the most constant piece, is actually changeable. And sometimes, in the happiest times, when it disappears altogether. It's just... <laughs> that's what it's best. Did you get that? Did you notice that? 
you know, when there's no self-consciousness at all, and you, you was a play, and you were free, and you were playing, and it was just in it, and there was no, yeah. Do you remember that? Do you notice that? So as we learn these tiny little moments, pieces, you begin to, oh yeah, how did I do that? How did I do, how did I do that? Right, okay, let's let's do it again. That's funny, it doesn't work. (laughs) Because I've got all solid again, trying to make it work. (laughs) Yeah. Letting go of the need to get it right. And you realize in the releasing and coming back into awareness, it's just the primary state of how's the, how's the energy now? Not do you feel tired or awake, but do you feel completely here yet? Part of you hanging back, part of you trying to get out the door, part of you are... Uh, Part of you pushing forward to the next moment. Yeah, what about next? Part of one saying, when's this going to change? Uh, could you just stop those and say, you just come fully into the present, give up the future, the past. How's the energy now? Settled, extended. Whatever's going on, some of it's going to be disagreeable, for sure. Some will be agreeable, possibly. Yeah. Rise to that. That's that's the nature. That's the manifest nature. Disagreeable, agreeable, changeable. Rise to it. Rise to it. Extend awareness into that. Whether it's in your body, in your ears, in your head, in your thought, in what you see, it's the same message. There's the agreeable, the disagreeable, the sense of self, the sense of others, yeah? the sense of an alternative, a future, and a past. Those are the <laughs> those are the delusions. Yeah. That get added that that make this thing so difficult. When there's no others, when there's no future, no past, no alternative, open, we can do it. Something can rise to that. This is our training and our practice. With this, the mind finds its basic unity. Awareness finds it, awareness enters the mind, the mind finds its basic unity and it becomes immeasurably resourceful and strong and you don't need to think it it starts to operate for you and you know what you, it knows what to do without doubt the ending of doubt the beginning of awakening to truth to reality our expression is goodwill our atmosphere is goodwill. For my welfare, the welfare of whatever is manifested, 
yeah? our resource, our refuge is awareness. Therefore we should practice this, return to it, remember it, because it's so easy for the mind to slip away from it. While we have this time together, who knows how long our lives will last. While we have this time together, let's, you know, end the puzzle as promptly as possible. <laughs> there you are.